Hey everybody, how's it going? I hope everyone's doing well, having a great week. Um, I'm actually here alone today, so it's just going to be your one and only favorite host, Mr. Omar. How are you guys? Um, this feels so weird. This is the first time just talking to myself with a recording on. I mean, I've done streaming, obviously. Hello, talk streaming. But I feel like that's different because it's live and then you guys message me and I get to reply to the messages. So it never feels like I'm talking to myself. This feels like I'm just talking to myself. This is so weird. I'm, I've never been one of those people that talk to myself. I know some of you guys out there like to do that, but honestly... I never talk to myself. There's definitely times where I'm like playing a game and I might get frustrated at the game and then I'll say something like, come on. Or like, what the fuck? But otherwise, I don't really talk to myself. I've never been one of those people. Um, yeah. So this is going to be interesting. I even tried to ask for help because I was just in my head. I was like, what am I going to talk about for one hour alone? I have no one to bounce off my ideas to, you know? Oh my god, and also I'm getting like 50,000 messages right now. Sorry, I don't know why people decide at 1.30 a.m. Now's the time. Now's the time to reply. Okay. Let's put my phone away because it's loud. Um, anyways, yeah, I had to ask for help as to what I was going to talk about. And I even said, uh, I even made a post on Hello Talk. I was like, if you guys have any questions, literally any questions, I will answer them on this podcast because we know there's no filter here i was like i will answer it and you know what <laughs> no one replied i think we had a reply from someone they were like can we be friends and i'm just like are you serious this is not even a podcast related question in my head i just was like i shouldn't even reply to them in fact i shouldn't be their friend um but anyways i didn't reply um, and then we also had someone, oh my gosh, I'm still getting messages, pardon me. Uh, we had someone else, right, to respond to them in the direct message, which didn't help at all, which was Kathy. Oh my goodness, that doesn't help at all. But whatever, <laughs> it is what it is. But she did send me messages and her question, her question on, on the message was, do you like Asian faces? <laughs> Can you compare Asian beauty with Western beauty? Hmm, interesting. I mean, there are Asian Americans here, so. But I'm assuming this question refers to, like, non-Asians, considering that this question came from an Asian. You know? Um, I'm going to say, well, I guess to answer the first question... I definitely would say, if I have to be honest, I do think Asian, there is like Asian beauty. I have a bias for Asian beauty, probably. I do think Asian people are really beautiful. Um, I don't really have like a ranking or something. It feels weird to have a ranking for like countries and stuff. But for the most part, yeah, definitely think East Asian people are very beautiful. Even Southeast Asians. Um, but yeah comparing them to western people i mean i think i don't know there's beautiful people everywhere you know i think growing up um 
because I went to school in a predominantly, and by the way, that means, you know, predominantly as in there's mostly a type of this, you know, type of whatever. Uh, so there are predominantly Hispanic kids and like some black kids and, and like one Asian person. So I didn't really think about Asian people when I thought about like attractive people at that time. I think I just thought about like my fellow Hispanic people and um, there were definitely like Latina girls who I would see and I'm like, oh, they're attractive, you know? Um, and I think that was mostly it. Oh, and then on TV, I watched like Disney and stuff. And I think for me, I would see like at the time I watched like on Disney Channel, there was Hannah Montana, which is Miley Cyrus, right? And I thought she was attractive for sure. Um, and then Wizards of Waverly Place, which is Selena Gomez. And she's like basically white. She's like half Mexican, I think, but basically white because the other half is European. And she looks, she has a very European face, I'd say. Um, and then there was like, what else was there? Victorious? With uh, with what's her name Ariana Grande before she became a like a famous singer and I thought she was really pretty too, and Zoe One Hundred One, which was like Britney Spears' daughter, she had a show and I thought she was really pretty. So I feel like for the most part, I think honestly because because of TV, I I associated like beautiful celebrities and beautiful people with white people mostly, and I think that's just the U.S. in general, right? back when it was more uh i think some people will say racist but yeah definitely when uh there was more white privilege and most of the celebrities and stuff were white people you know and most of the people most of the famous actors that had great roles were white people so i think when you see that on television for the most part that's what you asso associate beauty with right like all these white people right um not that I thought about it too much, but yeah, when I thought about like, you know, super beautiful people, I think instantly my mind would go to white people for the most part, uh, besides, you know, the school crushes I had and stuff. And I think it wasn't, it wasn't until high school when, um, I think high, not, not the first year of high school, it had to be the second year of high school where, um, one of my close friends before he left the school. He was just like, <laughs> oh, this story's funny. But he was just like, hey, uh, Omar, you ever like, like, what do you think about Asian people? And I'm like, Asian people, I don't, I don't know. I don't really see them often. I'm like, yeah, but aren't they like super attractive? And I'm like, I don't think so. But I just, cause I never really knew, you know, I just never really watched or consumed like Asian content or had Asian friends or anything. So I just didn't really know any Asian people around me to really say, no, I don't think so. And then he was like, yeah, but you know, like, look about, what about these people in our school? And I think, cause there were like a few Asian people in my high school. And then I, I think that was like the first time when I like, I started to, I guess, like you look at, looking at like female Asian people and like, oh, they're, are they beautiful? Are they attractive? And then um, I guess his, we call it, they call it like yellow fever. You know, when, um, when people really like, um, like people overseas are attracted only to like white people, 
There's, there's a nickname for it. Um, it's not yellow fever because this is for Asian people, but I guess it's like white fever or something. Uh, but yeah, my friend at the time had yellow fever and I think part of, part of his yellow fever started to affect me because that's when I started to think like, oh yeah, like Asian people are pretty. And there were people in our school that were Asian. I'm like, oh yeah, they're very pretty actually. Um, and I think from then on, I just like, yeah, I was like, oh yeah, Asian people are very attractive. So yeah, to answer that question, yes, I do think Asian people are attractive, of course. Um, I think any, any race can be attractive though, right? But I, but I would say, yeah, for, um, like as an example, if on average, If on average, I see like, if I see like an Asian person, I feel like I'd find them most, most likely there's a higher chance I'd find them attractive than if I saw like a different person. And I think it's just because of the features most likely, right? Because I've always been like, I love like thick straight hair or just like straight hair, like silky straight hair, straight hair. And I guess that's like one of the features more, it's more common in like, you know, in the Eastern side of the world in the West. And also, I feel like I like sharp eyes more. And that's just also another feature that's more common in, like, Asia than here. So, yeah, that's to answer the question. Also, but, yeah, I still think Western, obviously, Western people are very attractive. Um, when it comes to, like, I'm, I think I'm, I'm Dominican, right? And I feel like I do think there's attractive Dominicans, but also oftentimes... Sometimes they just remind me of my family members. And whenever I, I associate them with my family members, instantly it's like a turnoff, you know? And I'm like, oh, I'm not attracted to this person. But that also has to do with the attitude and stuff too. That's, that, that, that'll turn me off as well. If they remind me of like my mom or something. If they have that like classy Hispanic sass that my mom has. Um, but yeah, I hope that answered your question. Um... And yeah, that, what else can I talk about now? I feel like I didn't get any other questions. So originally what I was going to do, if I didn't get any questions, I was just going to talk about myself for the most part. Um, and I feel like I never talked about my whole life, like a story or just about me, right? From like birth until the present. I was like, I should do that. But before that, let's talk about some news. Um, daily news. In New York, some people might not know, but in New York and in general, in the East Coast of the U.S., it's been raining like crazy. It's just a rainy season here. I mean, for people that don't know, um, especially in the East, around August, late August till October, it's like hurricane season. So early fall is pretty much hurricane season. So there are more chances of like a hurricane happening around here or like Florida for people that don't know. So, um, and yeah, there's been a few hurricanes forming around the East Coast. So it's been raining a lot, right? And last weekend, it rained from Friday until Monday. And then today, not today, but on Friday, it rained a lot. And then Saturday, it rained as well. 
And Friday, it rained so much that I think there were just a lot of places that were flooded in New York. And it was on the news. It was like buses flooded. And in my head, I'm like, how the, how the hell are buses getting flooded? Like, how is the water getting in? And it just reminded me of how poor these, like the infrastructure and things are made in New York sometimes. Like, New York has this problem, I think, of just this mindset where it's like, if it's not broken, there's no point in like fixing anything or making things better, right? If it's not broken, it works, you know, accept it. We don't have to do better, right? And I think that's a very flawed thing because it comes back to bite you in the butt 70 years later when things are run down or 50 years later, you know, when things are running down or, or just getting old. And I think we see that easily with the train system, right? People used to always talk about New York train system being so cool. I mean, to be fair, this was like one of the first metropolis like cities, right? To, to, you know, be 24 seven. And everyone's like, wow, it's so lively all day and all night. And also there's trains that take you everywhere. You don't need a car. And definitely before, you know, it probably seemed very modern and cool, the train system. But it's so outdated now. And there's so many train problems. Like, this is just one thing to, you know, be aware of when you come to New York. I know I think, I know I've talked about it before in the stream. Not sure if I talked about it here in the podcast. But, yeah. The train system is awful here. It's like... Sometimes... Sometimes I think... It's just better to walk to a place than take the train. Just that's how bad it is. Like seriously, you you will... You know, the trains are never on time. There isn't really a proper schedule for the train. Recently, in like the past three years... Four, no, four years. mm, Maybe more. I'd say... No, yeah, I think... Five years ago was the first time they decided to, like, implement a system that tells you the time for the train, right? When the, When is the train coming? How far away it is? It took them until late 2010s to put that system. I'm sure places like Tokyo or everywhere else, they've had it much better, right? Like, I'm sure anywhere else that uses any city that has a train system, a metro system, can probably tell you when a train is coming, right? The time, and they're fairly accurate, right? It took New York forever to have this system, just until recently, honestly. And even then, it was so flawed. And there's so many issues where it'll say a train's coming, and it actually doesn't come until 10 minutes later because something's wrong with the train. And you can tell, or you can ask any New Yorker that uses the train, and they'll tell you more than half the time, Something's wrong with the train. And that's insane. Especially, oh my god, don't even get me started on the weekend. On the weekend, you make plans with a friend, right? I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Koreatown. Let's all eat at Koreatown. Meet there at 3 o'clock, right? If the train's running fine and everything is normal, it shouldn't take me more than 30 minutes to get there. Like, I walk for 10 minutes, take the train. It's like six stops away. That takes like 12 minutes, 12 to 15 minutes. And then after I get out 34th Street, you're right next to K-Town. So it's not even like a, it's like a two minute walk. So roughly 30 minutes, right? On the weekend though, trains go from, you know, the weekday where it's like every five minutes, 
or no, not every five, any, every 10 minutes a train is coming till every 30, 20 to 30 minutes a train will come. That's insane. The time it takes for you to get to a certain place is like doubled in the weekend sometimes just because trains take forever to arrive to a place and they're just less frequent. And you would think it's the opposite. I mean, I I guess, I guess it makes sense because on the weekends, no one's, many people are off work. So there's not that sort of need to implement more trains or have more people ride trains because there's no pressure of having to get people on time for work. I get it. I get it. But even then, it's ridiculous because, you know, a lot of people are going to go out on the weekend since they have time to go out. So it'd just be nice if it didn't take if it didn't take you, you know, almost double the time to get somewhere. And then that's just one problem. There's always like issues with. There's always delays, too, or or just service issues where they decide to fix a problem for a train station or train track. So then they decide to to um, reroute a whole train line. For example, let's say you get on the, the, the C train or you like to take the C train to, to go somewhere every day. Well, guess what? The, for the whole weekend, you can't use it because they're repairing the tracks. And you would think, okay, this is just something that might happen every, you know, every half year or something or every now and then. No. This happens all the time. Every week, I can guarantee you that they are closing some train station or some train line to fix an issue on the tracks or for the train. Because just, oh my God, just because the New York system, the New York train system is so old. And they don't want to stop like a whole line and just slowly fix something, like quickly fix something. You know, they don't want to do that because people are going to complain. And that's a problem, I guess, with the New Yorkers, too. They, they'll complain. They don't want to wait for something to get fixed. They want the fastest solution possible, even if it's temporary, because they don't want to have their life complicated for like six months or a year and wait for a train system to fix. You know, they just like, I can't miss work, so this you better not, you know, they'll just complain. I can't miss work, so you can't close this line. So then the MTA looks for temporary solutions. So they'll do things like, okay, every weekend we'll, we'll fix this since you're not going to work. And then there'll be train problems every weekend because of this for the next 10 years since they'd rather do that than spend six months to fix something. Six months of nonstop work, you know? It's ridiculous. Uh... Anyways, that's enough of that. But yeah, there were floods everywhere. Just New York has never prepared for hurricanes or natural disasters. So when things like a hurricane happens to come by, everything gets flooded so easily. Um, and yeah, that was a disaster. So if you if you go on the internet and you look at, you know, New York flood, I'm sure you'll get a bunch of videos of the recent flood. And you'll see how much water was everywhere in the city. It's ridiculous. Um, anyways, that's enough of the daily news, I guess. <laughs> One-time news. I re- I don't really talk about the news on this podcast, but I feel like since I have nothing to talk about, might as well do that today. Or since I have no one to talk to. 
Um, but yeah, let me share. Let me share my life hack. Let's start now. Let's start with that. Um, where do I start? Don't know if I should give a um self introduction like school. I always hate that thing where you're like, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Omar. I'm 24 years old, <laughs> but I guess I could do that for the most part, since I probably won't do this ever again on the podcast. But yeah, I'm Omar. I'm 24, as most of you know. Um, my birthday is in November 14th, so I'm a Scorpio. All right. I know some people here are interested in that stuff, in astrology. What's your horoscope sign? What's your sign? What's your star sign? And I'm like, I don't really care. I don't know anything about this stuff. I don't think any of this matters, but for people that do think it matters, or for people that do think it matters, um, I'm a Scorpio, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember, it has to do, like, Scorpios, they have, um, what is it, strong emotions or something? Like, we're, we, we're very emotional people, maybe. I think that was it. Or were very, like, aggressive? I don't remember. But I don't think I'm aggressive, so I'm going to say it's the emotional one, since I think I tend to be emotional. Uh, yeah. And I was... So, yeah, I'm 24, so I was born in 1998. I actually grew up... For people that don't know, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. That's where I was born as well. So I spent the first seven years of my life in Brooklyn, which is a part of New York, once again. Um, and yeah, uh, my parents are not from the U.S. or from the Dominican Republic. So my first language, what is Spanish, of course. Um, but also at the same time, I feel like it was also English. I would say I, I spoke Spanish first, most probably because, you know, I had to speak to my parents. And they don't speak English. So I'm sure I was communicating in Spanish first. But at the same time, I know with my sister and some of my cousins, I would speak with them in English. And that's like some of the early memories I had as well. It was like me talking to my cousins as a kid in English or my sister. So I think I was, I was just learning both. You know, I was a bilingual kid. And... um how was my life in Brooklyn? Like, I feel like if I had to sum up my first seven years in Brooklyn, I would say it was kind of... Mm. In terms of school, I would say it was awful. I actually hated school. I do remember that. Like, I really did not like school. I never looked forward to it. I actually remember... <laughs> on the, I was always a shy kid, all right? I, I've said it before. I'm an introvert. But I also think I just had social anxiety with strangers a lot. I was very comfortable being around my parents. And I was I think I was just scared of the outside world as a kid. Like I was actually very scared of like other people and other grown-ups. Because I do remember the first day going to school and knowing I like I think I knew about school already in my head. Like I knew what school was. And um so I remember when I went, my mom took me there and the teacher she was like saying hi to all the kids and all the parents in the in the lobby of the school. And she saw me, the teacher I was like, oh, hey, what's your name? And then, you know, I said, Omar, you must be Omar. And I'm like, yeah. Um, and then 
it was so sudden. It was like, okay, bye, Omar. That's what my parents said. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm staying with, like, this professor, this teacher? I don't want to, like, you guys are leaving? And, and you know, I, I've, I've never been away from my parents for that long um, until then. So I remember immediately just, like, crying. I'm like, no, don't go. And I was just crying so much. My, I, I cried so much that my teacher had to carry me. Like, I actually remember that. My teacher carried me on the first day of school because I didn't want to leave my parents. <laughs> and she had to carry me to the classroom. And, and then I remember sitting down in one of the tables with, like, random kids and kind of crying. Um, when I When I think about it, I don't know why, but... It feels like a blur now since since this was a long time ago and I was four years old, right? I was four years old during this time. So it feels like a blur. But for some reason, I feel like even when I was like six or seven, I don't know if anyone else feels the same way. But like, don't you feel like even when you were six or seven or like, you know, eight or nine, when you think about what happened in the past, it always felt like a blur anyways. Like it just, it felt like a long distant time or in like, the memories just seem like a little bit scattered. Like I just remember that. I remember being eleven or ten and trying to like think about my early days <laughs> as an as a ten or eleven year old and thinking about like my life in Brooklyn. And I just like it, it still felt like a blur, just like it does now. I don't know, maybe I'm just fabricating these memories, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe someone else can relate to me, but I mean, maybe I just sound like a crazy person, actually. <laughs> it's because I'm talking to myself right now. I'm turning crazy. I'm turning mentally insane. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, so I was always a socially awkward kid, I think, when I was younger. Not socially awkward, but I was always just scared of things easily. I was a shy kid. I did make friends right away, and I remember my best friend actually in pre-K. It's funny because she was a it was a girl, and for people that maybe I've mentioned it before, but I think after her, all of my close friends and friends in general were only male, but before that, my best friend and first friend in school was a female, and her name was April, like the month April, and um, we were actually very close. I felt like thinking back on it, it's pretty cute because I remember in school during lunch, we would like always talk and hang out. Um, we would, we were like swing our legs together, like under the table, like swing it back and forth. Like, I don't know if it's hard to picture this, but just like under the table, you know, our legs would be crossed. Like, we would cross our legs or, you know, the heels with each other and just swing it back and forth. And I felt like we subconsciously did, subconsciously did this for, like, half a year or something. We did this for, like, a, no, more than half a year. I think we did this for, like, a year. And then on my second year in school, like, kindergarten, someone had pointed it out that we were doing this. And you know how back then kids are like, oh, girls and boys, cooties, like, at least this is the western way it's like girls can't be friends with boys because girls have cooties or boys have cooties things like that right um it was just childish stuff it was stupid but you know when you get teased you don't want to get teased as a kid 
Yeah, I know. You're just like, it gets to your head easily. And they were like, oh, you guys like each other? Right? This is what the other kid said. Some other kid. I don't remember this kid either. I hate this kid, though. He's a loser. But he was just like, you guys like each other? Ew. Like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that under the table, right? Like, you're shaking. Like, just swinging our legs together. Um, And I felt so self-conscious about it. I don't think the, the girl killed. April didn't care, actually. I think she just said, like, it's nothing or nothing. But I was just like... No, gross. We're not, like, we're not dating, like, or we don't like each other like that. Like, what the heck? And I didn't. I just liked her as a friend, obviously, right? But I felt like it got to my head. And then because of that, I stopped doing that. You know, I stopped, like, being so close to her. Um, started hanging out with my other friends more. And I feel bad for that sometimes. I don't actually feel bad. But when I think about it in my head, sometimes I'm just like, hmm. You know, I should have just kept being close with her. Probably could have been a good friend. And she was like one of the smart kids in school too. So she was like, she was a good kid. But um, anyways, that happened. And uh, what else happened during that school? Um, yeah, I think I just had a bad experience overall in that school. I remember getting, I think I was getting bullied by some kids. Once again, for having... I think it was because I had her as a friend. And you know how kids are. They get jealous and they'll tease you. And then my cousin, my cousin stepped in because we went to the same school at the time. And he was a troublemaker. But he was, a, I mean, he was a good cousin because obviously he stepped in. And he ended up fighting the kids. It was like six of them. It was ridiculous. It was like six kids he was fighting. And I didn't even help him. I was a coward. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I was, like, I was just watching. I called for help, right? And that's all I did. I guess it was good that I called for help. Or I t told a teacher about the situation. Or whatever they are. Those people watching, you know. Uh, and then she stopped the fight. And he got in trouble. Um, but yeah, that was it was interesting. I, I just really didn't like that school. I remember it. I had just bad memories for that school, honestly. Um, it was called PS84, by the way, the school. So you can look that up on your free time. It's, it was in Brooklyn. I don't even know if it's still open now. Um... But yeah, I was really glad. I was really glad when we moved out. I remember just being so happy. Like, everyone was like, oh, I'll see you next year for the summer. And I was just like, I've never seen any of you again, losers. But I didn't say that to anyone. Like, I, I didn't tell anyone at all that this was going to be my last year. Just because I didn't care about most of the people there. I didn't like anyone. Like, when I think about it, I don't think I had any close friends besides... That girl, April, and then there was one kid, and his shout-outs to, his name was Adrian. I don't know where he is now, but um, we were he was like my best friend, my closest friend in that school. And he left the school, like, when I was in first grade. And I went to that school until I was in second grade. So for first grade and for, like, the, the half second half of first grade and the and all of second grade, I didn't have Adrian there. So I wasn't really close to anyone else. I didn't really have any close friends. Like I was that kid that I couldn't wait to get home because it just felt so comfortable being home. And I love playing video games. I always loved playing video games, actually. Now when I think back about it, I've, I was playing video games since I was like three years old. Um, that was what I would do with most of my time, just play video games. Um, I love playing video games with my dad and my sister or, or my cousins. Any chance I could get. 
I would try to play with someone always. Um, I hated playing alone actually. Like I, I, I think I was even though I was a shy kid, I loved being around people, especially people I was close to. Obviously, like when I think about the present, I'm kind of similar in that sense where I do like being around. You know, being around a lot of random people makes me tired, but I do doesn't mean I like to be alone or I don't really need to be alone to recharge like some introverts. Like I can be around that one or those that one person or two or three people and and still recharge mentally and physically, you know. Um as long as I'm really close with them. So yeah, I I did always want to play games with my dad. And I did always want to play games with uh, my sister and stuff. And at the time, my sister loved playing video games. So it was it was nice because we would get a chance to play together. But at the same time, she wouldn't want to share her games. So I would get really mad. We would fight a lot because of that. And then I got my own Game Boy and I started playing Pokemon and Mario and stuff alone. Um, but for the most part, like I said, yeah, I would try to play with someone. I do remember... Um, What was it? I do remember when we moved. So yeah, I moved out of um, Brooklyn, like I said, when I was seven. And we moved to the Lower East Side of Manhattan. LES for people that know. Um, and it was somewhere around the time we moved. Where, you know, things were just getting... I mean, I was getting older. Um, I felt like my dad... Obviously, my dad loves taking, like, he loved taking care of us, and he, um, you know, he likes being around kids, and he's good with kids. He's a good, he's a good, like, when it comes to being a good, a babysitter, he's a really good babysitter, and he was a good babysitter to us and stuff. Obviously, he would take care of us, spend time with us, um, but I think I just exhausted him a lot, and he probably was just not having a good day at work, or maybe he was just really tired. And I asked him to play, right? And I kept complaining because, you know, I, I would complain for those things. And I would keep asking because I just didn't want to be alone. I'm like, just play with me. Play with me, you know? Um, and then one day he snapped and he was like, you know, I'm tired, you know? I, he's like, I'm tired. You keep asking me to play. You know, like, you don't give me a chance to rest. Uh, I'm going to die because you just keep like, you know, you don't let me rest. I'm going to die because of you, you know? And <laughs> I know it sounds bad. I mean, yeah, it definitely sounds bad. I don't think he meant it. Like, I mean, he probably was upset at the time. But I think he was, you know, just lashing out more than anything. And, and I understand, right? You know, sometimes you just snap because you're really angry or, or upset or tired. And you just need to rest. Uh, and I wasn't giving him that space. Um, but obviously at the time, those words, like, um, those words, they definitely got to me. Right. And I was just like, I felt really bad. And at that time I would cry easily. So I just went to my room and I think I cried and I just played by myself. <laughs> and I think honestly, after that, for the, I just started playing, I got used to playing alone for the most part. Like I, during that time, I, I really got used to just playing alone and I don't think I really asked him to play after that, for the most part. I think there were times that he would offer to play, and I would, and then I'd be like happy and say, "Yeah, let's play." But besides that, I kind of stopped asking him to play with me for the most part until maybe five or six years later. So from like 
you know, like when I was like 13 or 12, you know, from, but like from like seven till 12, I think I played mostly alone on like my DS and stuff just cause I just, I was like, you know, whatever I'll play by myself. Um, I think I got used to that. That's what made me addicted to video games even more. Like I was already addicted to video games, but I think because of that, I got addicted to video games even more because I would just, you know, there's like nothing to do in the house and then you don't have like, yeah, I mean, my parents are there, but we're not really doing anything to bond together, any activities. So I would just go to video games to kill time. And then I, and I loved video games, right? It was fun. Um, yeah, just keep playing video games. And there was no online at that time either. So, um, I would just play alone until I got, like, the Xbox. And I think that's when I started playing online for the first time. But before that, I was just playing alone. Um, and yeah, I got sidetracked. What was I up to now? Yeah, moving. Moving to, to Manhattan. Moving to Manhattan was, like, a nice change. I, I do think... I love Manhattan more than Brooklyn. And I think that that shift of me loving Manhattan, you know, how, like some people move as a kid and you're like, no, like I, I wish I was in the old school. I miss my old friends. I was so happy to leave because like I said, I didn't like anyone. Um, but of course, on the first day of school, I, I think before I went to school, I cried because there were just some time like <laughs> I didn't cry every year. At the first day of school or the first day of, of class for each grade but there were some grades where i wouldn't i would cry for the first day and there were some grades where i wouldn't and i think this happened until i was in fourth grade fourth grade was the last year i, I cried the day before school but um yeah i remember crying the day before school because i it was a new place i was scared new people new faces but immediately i could tell that I just felt like the environment was much nicer or cooler. Like the kids were just less annoying to me, which is great. Um, I don't think I really had any best friends at that time. Um, it took me, yeah. I still don't think I had like a close friend at that time. It took me until maybe like fifth grade for me to like feel like I had like a close best friend. Um, but before then, you know, I think school was fine. I enjoyed it. Everyone was nicer. I felt like the kids were a little smarter as well. I mean, it could have been like, it could have been the fact that we were all getting, I was older too, you know, getting older. But, um, yeah, I was also pretty smart. I mean, I was top of the class for the most part all throughout that school um, from third grade in, until my last year in that school. Uh, but it was good. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, and then middle school. So that school... For people that don't know, sometimes, depending on the school you go to, uh, it'll like they'll 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 um. They'll be either just elementary schools, um, or they'll be elementary and middle school, or they'll be just middle schools, right? So you'll go there from like first grade to fifth grade if it's just elementary. If it's just a middle school, you'll go there from sixth to eighth grade. You know, uh, so sometimes when people graduate in elementary school, when they do their last year. They'll have to go to a different school in order to finish middle school. But uh, the school I went to, it was pre-K until eighth grade. So you could still stay there for middle school. So, yeah, of course, I stood there. I stayed there for middle school since I was already going to that school in, in elementary school. 
I feel like I said school so many times. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I, uh, I graduated and then middle school, I decided to stay there. Uh, and I had always played baseball and stuff. So I was already a sporty kid kind of, but the thing is once you're in middle school, you could try out for the school teams, like the school's baseball team, because I would play baseball outside of the school. Like I didn't play in sports in school. I played it outside in like these league programs that they had in New York and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think middle school was the first time. Yeah, I think sixth grade, actually. My first year of middle school, I was already... No, no, no. Actually, no, I didn't. That's a lie. Seventh grade, my second year of middle school, was when I started to finally participate in the team, in the school team stuff. And then I was also losing weight. So bef yeah, I think I mentioned it before. But besides video games, I really loved food. <laughs> I was a fat... I was a really fat kid. I loved junk food. Like, I loved unhealthy food. I definitely didn't have self-control with unhealthy food. Uh, my, and, and something about my dad is that he loves to, like, buy us snacks and stuff and, like, sweets and cookies and anything, like Oreos. All the junk food and, and chips you can think of, you know, my dad would buy it because he knew we liked it. And, he, and he, you know, he was trying to make us happy with it. So he would buy it often. And also... My mom didn't cook the healthiest food. Like, a lot of the food my mom makes is salty or fried, especially for, like, breakfast on the weekends. You know, she'd make pancakes with, like, ham and fried cheese, fried Dominican cheese, which is so good. Oh, my God. It tastes so amazing. Um, And eggs. And, we would, and I would eat that, you know, for breakfast all the time. And you know, that's unhealthy. And I love juice. I never drank water. I was one of those kids that never drank water. Uh, I'm, it's crazy how different it is now. Where now I, I mostly only drink water. But back then, I just drank juice all the time. Apple juice, grape juice, Gatorade. Sometimes, like soda I would drink often too. I love drinking soda. They wouldn't really buy it a lot. But... Whenever they did, I would drink it so often, and and it was amazing. And I love like the here at least in the U.S. things like Kool Aid was really popular. It was like those juice boxes basically that you can um you poke a hole on it with a straw, and you know you it has a flavor and you drink it. And they were so sweet, and, and the Capri Sun. That was like my childhood, you know, drinking a lot of juice, eating candy, eating unhealthy food, playing video games. It was so unhealthy. It was a really unhealthy kid. <laughs> no wonder why I was so fat. Um, but seventh grade, you know, and that's around the time you hit puberty as well. So your body starts to grow. You know, your hormones come in. Uh, kids get hornier too, boys especially. But yeah, during that time, I was playing a lot of sports in general. Like I had tried out for the, my teams like, flag football i also played in baseball and then i also i also like got into got into like basketball i didn't play in the team but i would like to play it you know um and i was also just growing so i started to lose a lot of weight i remember just getting skinnier um and yeah, I it was it was fun. It was good. I I definitely think 
when I think about it, I think those were my favorite years, like seventh and eighth grade, because I was I at that time too. Felipe, I I have I had met Felipe, who was in the last podcast, and we were really close with one another. So I felt like in terms of school, those were my favorite years of school. Like I had my best friend. Um, I was really active. Uh, I was doing so well in school. Like my grades were so good. Uh, yeah, everything was good, but. Then, because not everything can be nice in life. Everything was great at school, but then everything at home was awful, right? Everything was so bad at home. I think the two, my two favorite years of school were my two worst years at home, <laughs> which is, yeah, it's interesting. The contrast, right? Just, um, my parents would fight a lot. My sister had her rebellious phase where she was, I had talked about it, I think before, but she was dating someone in like a, some like gang member kid, some loser, right? Behind my parents' back. And then she got caught and it was all this drama in the family um, and then drama with my sister and my parents. It was all just a mess. And I think I mentioned it before. I hated being home at that point. And I think that's probably also another reason why I just tried out for so many sports at school. Because I just like spending time, as much time as possible, away from school. I mean, away from home. But when I was home, obviously, I played video games and stuff. And it was nice that I had online. So then I would also play, like, online. Um, and that would distract me from, like, home. And then I would go to Felipe's house, and that also distract me from home. But yeah, so it was just a toxic time. And... Like I said, I was already used to, I think I was already used to being alone for the most part, when, especially when I was at home. But I felt that even more during those two years where I was just like, I just felt, I wasn't, I wasn't like a, alone, right? Like I had family and friends, but I just felt lonely, you know? And those were, uh, and you just, you know. I think I just got distracted with video games a lot because of that. Um, and I do appreciate having, now that I think about it, I do appreciate that I met Felipe and at that time because if not, I feel like I would have been a more depressed, edgier kid if I didn't have that, you know, outlet or stuff to, to de-stress with friends and, and video games. But yeah, moving forward, high school. I think I've talked about high school. High school was also... <laughs> Well, like I said, I had my two greatest years of school in middle school. Um, high school were probably high school was my probably the worst years of school I've ever had, and it was all back to back from beginning until end of high school. I hated school so much. Um, whatever, it was it was yeah. I just didn't like the school's vibe. Everyone felt kind of snobby, whatever. Um, since I've already talked about it before, I feel like I'm not going to get too deep into it. But yeah, overall, high school, I did not enjoy it. But some of my greatest treasures came from my high school experience. And that's, you know, and those things are, are like things like my friends, right? 
I made some amazing friends in high school that I, I do appreciate having them till this day. They're some of the greatest friends I've ever had. Um, and we're all still close now, which is really nice. So I would never go back in time and change that because, you know, I made some amazing friends. And, you know, as some people know in this in the podcast, you know, Martin was one of those friends. But also, yeah, I fell in love with anime again. Like, I already had watched Naruto and stuff in middle school. And and even in, even in elementary school, I had watched Naruto. Like, when I was a kid, I watched Naruto and Pokemon. So I knew about, like, anime to an extent. And Soul Eater, too. So I knew about anime. But I think in high school, I just became more obsessed with it. I'm more in love with it because of Anime Club. So there was like, there was this club. There was this anime club that Martin was a part of. And when we got close, he told me to go because he, he had become the leader of the anime club. And I thought it sounded so nerdy, right? Like I, in my head, I was just like, I like anime. Um... I'm definitely a fan of anime, but I'm not one of those kids, you know, one of those, <laughs> one of those, um, and Japanese, as Japanese people would say, like otaku, you know, or something. I'm not one of those guys. I like anime, but I'm not that crazy obsessed about it. I don't want to join this club. And he was like, no, come on, join. And I was like, okay, whatever. Since I have a friend there, I'll join. And we had watched, for some people that don't know, Oh no, so for some people that know and that watch anime, we watched an anime called Noragami, right? And it was so funny and entertaining. I did enjoy it. So when I went home, I was like, let me continue watching Noragami or Noragami, whatever you call it. And I did. And I'm like, honestly speaking, I finished watching all of the first season that same day I came home <laughs> from the club. I finished it. Uh, it was like 12 episodes, which is really short. And you know, anime, it's like 20 minutes an episode. So if you think about it, I finished it in like three hours, pretty much. Um, but anyways, it was insane. Cause I, it was, it was one of the first times I was watching so many anime episodes in one day, especially an anime I had just found or discovered. So that has started my anime. That's that I think would say was the start of like my anime um obsession. Because then I started watching so many other animes. I started watching like Fate or like Fairy Tale, so many things, um, and Bleach again and everything. But yeah, it was it was um yeah there was some good things that came out of you know going to the anime. I mean going to the high school I went to. As much as I didn't like the teachers and the curriculum in the school, I did enjoy the other things I got from it. So I'm grateful for that, obviously. Um, and then, yeah, university. I've talked about university. First year was horrible. But, you know, eventually I got used to it um, and tried to be more positive and whatnot. And then after... Hmm, I'm thinking about whether or not I should talk about, I should get into detail about my love life and stuff. I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I should because it's too short. There's not enough time right now. But if you guys ever want me to get very, you know, nitty and gritty and talk about, you know, all the uh, specific details of how I met like 
you know, certain, certain ex or my exes. I can do that in another episode. I'm sure you guys will want to, but I don't know how many of you have listened till the end. But anyways, if you do want me to, you can always send me a message saying, Omar, I listened to the end of your podcast. And yeah, I want you to talk specifically about your exes and how you met them and whatever. Talk about your personal stuff. Do it. I'll do it if you want me to. No one asked me today, so that's the only reason why I didn't do it. So technically, it's also your guys' fault. But then again, not many people listen to the podcast to begin with, so I can't blame you. We're not popular. I'm not popular yet. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah. University came. I graduated. I majored in economics because um, originally I wanted to do engineering, but because of high school and my lack of trying in high school, I couldn't get into the engineering program, so I couldn't take any engineering classes. And then I just took econ because it was math related, and I thought I'm pretty good at math, so I did that. Um, fast forward, I graduated during the pandemic. COVID happened, and I feel like COVID messed so many things. At the time, I felt like COVID messed up so many things for me. But at the end of the day, it's like, for me, uh, in my head, I'm like, I I can't blame it for ending. I mean, maybe it ended my relationship or had some part in ending my relationship. But at the same time, if the relationship ended because of COVID, maybe it wasn't strong enough to begin with. You know, things like that, right? Um, and then, you know, trying to find the job in the economics field felt like there was no hope during the pandemic because no one knew, no one knew what was going to happen. Everyone was panicking. People were losing their jobs. People couldn't work. Um, the work from homes thing was still, you know, a mess. People were figuring that out. So, and then there was a lockdown on top of that. Well, you couldn't leave your house or they recommended you not to. So at that time, when I graduated, I just thought, you know, I'm not going to be able to do anything for now. I just have to wait. Right. So I wasn't working or anything. And though that time was such a bad time. Like, I think I just let loose so much. Like, obviously, if I went back in that time, I would try to study and practice. You know, I wish I used that time wisely to just study and practice. But. I didn't. I was just staying home, eating junk food. I gained so much weight again. And I, and I, um, I weighed the most I ever weighed in my life during that time. I was like 185 pounds. Um, it was just bad. It was just bad. It was overall bad. And yeah, it wasn't until the pandemic slowly started to kind of go away where I was like, I should just apply to anything for now because I didn't do any internships in high school. And I'm at this rate, I'm not going to get any sort of job related to economics or my major if I don't get any type of experience at work. So that's when I got, that's when I was just working at the front desk for a health clinic for a year. And then while that happened, I tried to see if I could find opportunities in other jobs. And eventually there was this offer to join FDM, which was a like an agency that helps you find a job. But you have to sign a contract with them and work there for two years. Um, 
and you can't quit for those two years or else you have to pay a bunch of money. But I decided to do it because I was like, I was desperate. And I said, why not? And then, you know, fast forward to the current stuff where they, um, they helped me get a job at Bank of America, um, which is, you know, depressing overall. I mean, also that because they take a part of the paycheck, it just feels even more depressing. But yeah, at least it made me realize, um, you know, and you know, sorry, I feel like I'm jumping ahead of time. But then now we're, we're at the present where right now I just feel like I don't think I could work at a bank forever. It's just so depressing. Like a nine to six lifestyle is depressing. So right now I'm just at the phase where I'm like, what what is it that I do want to do? And I don't really know. I mean, I have this podcast. It's nice. Um, I, I, I mean, I say I don't know what to do, but at the same time, I do wish something like this podcast would just explode and get popular. Um, obviously, I, I think I don't need to improve as a host here and make it better quality, but I do want it to continue to grow. I do think I need to just try things out more, though, and get out of my comfort zone. Like, maybe make some videos posted on YouTube. Um... And I need to do those things. I've been practicing Japanese again, too. Just because overall, I feel like I should just do the things I really want to do and stop making excuses, you know? I keep making excuses for things, and it's not good. And I should just try things out. Um, so, yeah, I've been trying to practice Japanese again. <laughs> I know I always say that, but it's been a week, and I've been keeping it up, which is okay. Uh, but, yeah, at least... And I'm still doing the podcast. I'm still streaming on Hello Talk. I honestly don't... Like, if I have to be honest with you guys, I don't know how long I can keep doing this pod, the stream for Hello Talk. Like, I don't think I, I see myself doing it for much longer just because, yeah, I mean, I'm getting a following out of it, but I'm not using that following that I have there for anything else than I should. And overall, the ideal thing for me would be to get bigger in a platform like YouTube. Or if I start playing video games like Twitch, you know, something like that rather than Hello Talk. Because Hello Talk is very limited and it's more about language learning. So I don't want to get out of that um, and go more into something like YouTube. So I, I just, but I need to stop being lazy and actually make videos and think about a, a topic I want to produce overall. Like I can't just make it about video games one month and then anime another month. Maybe I can, but I don't know. Uh, but I think it's, it's, it'll be better if I, if I have something like a topic or overall theme for it. But I have to think, cause when I think about what is it that I like the most for me, like I said, it goes back to video games and like anime. I mean, I do like to exercise, but not enough to make videos about it. And I don't feel professional enough. Um, but I think video games and anime overall are the two things I like, but they're so the market is just so oversaturated, right? So many anime YouTubers and video game YouTubers that are probably just better than me, I feel like. Or what can I offer that's different? And every time I think about that, I think that's what stops me from making videos too. I'm just like, I need to find out what it is that just makes me different. But maybe I won't find out until I start making videos, right? So I should just make them anyways and figure it out as I go, right? (sighs) Yeah. I just have to have more confidence overall in myself. You know, I feel like 
for anyone out there that maybe can relate. There's like just days where, you know, I feel positive. I'm like, yeah, I like myself. You know, I'm happy. But there's also just some days where I'm like, I'm just not confident. Or even though I do like myself and I love myself, I'm just not as confident as I should be. Or hope to be. And I should be more confident. Um, so I need to work on that. But anyways, I feel like I, this, this episode has been so random. <laughs> what is it? I talked about my life. I talked about rain and the poor train system. I talked about Western Asian beauty, kind of, because of the question that Kathy asked and thanks again. So random. It's all random. But I don't know what else to talk about. And I'm not used to doing this. This one-on. Not one-on-one. Just me. This solo. This solo podcast talk. I'll try to figure it out, guys. Because who knows. I might have to do it again next time. If Yuna's busy again. So yeah. I, I hope you guys forgive me if it's not as good. Give me a second chance. I'll do better next time. Uh, No, yeah. But seriously. I'll try to do better. Um, this is my first time, so it feels weird. I definitely should have came prepared. I kind of just turned on the, um, I just turned on the, not the camera, but the recording button and, um, started to talk. Didn't have a plan or anything. So next time I should have a plan. I'll try to have a plan. Uh, but yeah, that, that was it for today. It's been another exchange, another day and another exchange with your beautiful host, Omar. And I hope you guys and girls, boys boys and girls, wherever you are, I hope you're having a great time. Um, And if you're not, if you're somewhere and if you're not in a positive space right now or so good place, I hope you know that it gets better. Just, you know, continue working on yourself. Continue working on things. Have hope. If something isn't going the way you want it to go, then you should do things differently, right? Change. Things are not going to change in your life until you change. Until you change whatever it is you're repeating to do. Whatever it is you keep doing, right? So... Anyway, that's just a random thing I said at the end. But yeah, I do appreciate anyone that's listened today or just listen in general. If you've ever listened to any of the episodes, thank you. I appreciate it. I know this podcast probably isn't as special as other ones. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, And, you know, share, share the podcast. It helps. But I, I do appreciate anyone that's ever listened, especially if you listen to the end. Because... Sometimes I just feel like some of the things I talk about can be so boring maybe to some of you guys. So I wouldn't blame you if you left in the middle of the podcast. And it's so long too, right? But I do appreciate anyone that stays. It's very appreciated. Trust me. Believe me. From the bottom of my heart, it means a lot to me. And um, yeah, just thank you. Anyways. See you guys next time. Bye bye. Matane. Sayonara. Jajayos. Until the next podcast. Bye bye.